today, as I mentioned, we're just going to be talking a little bit about some things that are happening, coming in the future. And this last week, we kind of made a last-minute trip to Springfield, Missouri, and it brought me back to, I went to school at Central Bible College in Springfield, Missouri, and I would drive every third weekend or so through the school year to come home. I just kind of love our church. I love our church family. And I don't know if I could do that now. I'm not sure. I've, I've gotten a little older. That's a long way, about nine hours one way. But that means we had 18 hours to just sit and to talk and to dream and to think and to let God speak. And so today our goal is kind of like that. Just let you in a little bit of the conversations of what we feel, where we're going, some things that are coming up. And hopefully it will be enjoyable at, for you and informative, and then we're going to come to the altar, which is where our heart is. We want Jesus to continue to move, and he, it's not like uh, we have to wait on him. He's waiting on us, so when we open the door and when we continue to just let him do more, he's, gonna, he's doing more. He's there. Uh, he's present. Now, sometimes we say we, we want your presence to fill the room. Well, he's here. His presence is here. What we're saying is, Lord, get all of our stuff out of the way so we can feel your presence, so we can experience your presence, because he's, he's present. And so that's where we're going to end today, and it's just going to be a good time. But first thing is we are excited. It's been now way over a month talking about youth pastor transition and Pastor David. And uh, he has uh, transitioned out a month ago or so. And we can finally announce that our new youth pastor, uh, Pastor Matt Sullivan and his wife, Catherine Sullivan, they're going to be joining us in May. Some of you know them. There's a few family members out there of uh, Catherine uh, specifically. And Catherine actually grew up in our church when she was a kid. So we love just the connection there. Uh, but Pastor Matt is going to be our youth pastor. Catherine, pastor Catherine is going to be a big time involved in all of it. But also Pastor Catherine is going to be Pastor Rachel's assistant uh, to help with worship, back-end worship things, to help with graphics and media and everything Rachel touches. Catherine's going to have a, a hand in. And so we're really excited about that and just thankful for them coming May 1st. And would ask you to pray Catherine is less than two weeks away from having their first child. And so that means there's going to be a new child early April. And then they're going to move here in May or early May. And they're going to start new jobs. Like that's a lot for a young family. So would you pray for them that God works out all those details? I think houses have sold and now they need to find a house and and, uh, all that stuff. So all the things that go with the transition. Uh, but we are, we're thankful, we're thankful for that and just what God is doing, bringing them to be a part of our team. Yeah, and they, so they have a lot of transition in their life happening and, and there's been a lot of transition here, you know. So transition can be difficult. It can also be exciting, like all at the same time. Chris and I are people, we do like change, um, not always like sad change, but we, we like change just because we feel like if there's change, then things are moving, things are happening. And, but transition and change is a normal part of life, right? We tell our kids that all the time, especially when like we have new staff members, we have people that come and go, that transition happens in life. And really, we, it is what we make of it, right? Just like so many things in life, depending on how we view what our perspective is, is what that can look like. And so transition can be difficult. Transition is also, though, normal. It happens all the time in our everyday life, right? We see change that takes place in our homes. We see it um, 
all over. But here in the church, sometimes we see that. Sometimes it's when people leave and that's a sad thing. But then we get new people come in. That's right. And so we hate those transition things. But we also want to be in a place where we expect God's going to continue to do new things and new things are going to happen. In fact, I was just looking in the Word and just a few big transitions that you could say, uh, maybe like David in the Bible, transitioned from a shepherd to a king, right? And in some of your lives, there might be transitions where you're like, I'm just uh, in the background. Well, David went from a shepherd that they forgot to bring him in when the, the prophet came and said, bring your kids. They, they forgot, like dad forgot to bring his son in because he was that son out there. And that became king. Paul transitioned from persecutor to lead preacher, to pastor, to leader of the church and bringing the gospel to the Gentiles. Jesus' disciples transitioned from fishermen uh, to fishers of men. They became his disciples from tax collectors and hated and despised and outcasts to those that write, wrote the Bible and were friends of Jesus. I, I like that. that I'm, every one of us. Joseph transitioned from prisoner to prime minister, another God moves. Jesus transitioned, the craziest of them all, I never understand, but from heaven to earth to give it all for us. And so there's transition in our life, but God's in it, God's moving, and I want to be where God has us to go. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. And so you can always know that there is there's a season and a time for everything. We, if you notice on the wall when you come in or you've heard us say our mission statement that what is Radiant Life about? We're about changing lives, developing leaders, and sharing the love of Jesus everywhere. And that middle section, the developing leaders, is awesome when we're doing it here, right? We're raising up leaders and we're building up people to be able to serve and to step into the calling that God has placed on your life, using the giftings that he's placed in you and helping develop those and grow them. And sometimes we develop people to send them out. And as a church, that's part of who we are. That's what we do. And so we're always going to be developing people and we're probably going to be sending them out. We want to see missionaries. We want to see teachers. We want to see people planting churches. And because why? Because it helps us spread the gospel everywhere. And so there are some, some things that are going to be developed and made to be in this house to it might be some of you that are being raised up and built up in leadership. And then some of you might be people who God develops you and calls you out to go somewhere else and to do something else. And we can celebrate every one of those moments. And so we're thankful for God and his move and his continual uh, move forward in our lives. And so we are, we are pumped. Just so you know, Pastor Rachel and I, we love Radiant Life Church. And we are so thankful that we get to watch. I, I feel a little bit like Pastor Dave. For 43 years now, he's been able to watch things and transitions in worship styles and services and in buildings and all of these things. And I'm thankful that even in the midst of that, there's a steady group that say, this is it. This is what God has called. And that's, that's where we are. We're so thankful for Radiant Life Church, for what God is doing. And for this next season, even of youth ministry and of uh, uh, Pastor Catherine being a part yeah. with Pastor Rachel. We're talking a lot about transition. So just to ease all of your hearts, we are not going anywhere. No, no, definitely not. We are locked in. We love That's it. That's right. Uh, now, with that, we are excited, and many have heard, and maybe some have not, but we are about to go on a sabbatical. And if you don't know what a sabbatical is, a sabbatical is a time when a church and our board uh, has said, hey, we want you, our pastors, to go spend normally two to three months uh, away 
and do things where you're just connecting with God, connecting with the Spirit, and being recharged and re-energized for the next season that is about to come. And so that's what we are preparing to do. In fact, April 24th, uh, about a month from now, uh, the thir- 23rd will be our last Sunday for about nine weeks, which is crazy. I can't even imagine not being at church, like this church, uh, for nine weeks. Now it's going to be something. And we have plans. We, we have uh, things that the board is going to be uh, helping us and has sent us off to, like we're going to be going to Israel for three weeks. And we believe strongly that going to Israel, experiencing the Holy Land, is only going to make us better in our preaching, better in our understanding of the Word. Uh, being able to see it in, in real life uh, is going to just be able to kind of color the pictures, cover, color those stories where we can really experience it in that way. We're going to have times with our family. First two weeks, actually, we're going to be spending with our family. Then go three weeks to Israel. Then we're going to be coming back, and you can be praying. I have a very ambitious goal of flying in, driving to our house, and then driving that same day to Banff uh, National Park, basically, in Canada, 33 or 4 hours away, uh, so we can have all the days we can have out there. We may, we may take a day. We may. You never know. Uh, but we're going to take our family then and be able to enjoy some of God's just creation, and specifically going to Glacier National Park in Canada, and then in America, and, and Banff National Park, and uh, Yellowstone, uh, and the Tetons, and different places, just to be it recharged in what God has for us. And so we are pumped about it, we're looking forward to it, but we're also like, we, we love our church, this is what we love the most, is being here with our church family. And so we want to encourage you in that season when we take off uh, like nine weeks that we won't be here in a row. Kind of crazy. We have a plan. Our pastoral team is going to be preaching a sermon series the first five weeks. Mother's Day, we have our, our Ohio Women's Ministries director that's going to come and be speaking on women's. It's going to be just a great day for Mother's Day. Uh, then we have some of our other key leadership from around Ohio. Pastor Josh, our leadership development director. Pastor Nate, our youth director, and he's a member at a part of Radiant Life Church. Pastor John, our Ohio superintendent, he's going to be here with us on, actually on Father's Day. Uh, and then Pastor Brian is going to close out those nine weeks uh, just talking about what's this next, what's it look like as we come back into uh, and, and full go for what God has. So we want to ask you to do a couple of things. Would you pray with us? Would you pray that it is an amazing time? In fact, on four things, would you pray that our time with God will be refreshing and invigorating, right? That it will be amazing, our time in Israel, our time with our family, our time out west. Would you pray that our family can rest and make great memories? That's our prayer. Uh, I want that for every one of you. In fact, the sermon series the staff's going to be doing, it's going to be talking about enjoying, enjoying recreation or creation, enjoying what God has called you to, creativity. And that's what we want to see happen while we're gone. Uh, would you pray that the RADFAM staff, our leadership here, lead strong in our absence? Pastor Brian, he is ready the team's ready to go, and we're working through all of the details over the next month, so they are fully ready to go and have a plan and are ready to make it happen. But would you pray for them? And would you pray that the Spirit's tangible presence only gets stronger while we are gone? My prayer is when we come July 2nd, July 2nd, that it is a special moment. Because when we leave, obviously God's not left, you haven't left, that God just keeps moving, that there's testimony after testimony after testimony of what God has done. And would you pray, Lord, move in this place. Would you pray, Lord, who can I bring? Who can be a part of Radiant Life Church? Would you pray that it's not going to go backward, but it's only going to go forward as God moves 
and we are, we're pumped for it. Yeah, can you imagine 18 hours in the car we had together and then, you know, the Lord just puts dreams in our hearts, his trip to India. I mean, nine weeks, who knows what's going to happen. So buckle in. Hopefully <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. And our heart above any other thing or thing that's coming is we want the Holy Spirit to move. We want people to have life transformation. We want more of his presence. And that's, that's where we're going, church. If you want to know, that's where we're going. And I, in fact, want to encourage you, come to church early, come to church ready, and come and sit in the front with expectation. Uh, this week we went to a prayer service at James River Church, a huge church in Springfield, Missouri. And they had probably 3,000 people that came out for their Wednesday night prayer time. They, in the last week, they had their, their week of power, and they have 1,000 people who said they were healed. They have seen God move over and over and over. Why? They have 3,000 people come to prayer time. Yeah. There's something about it. Let's be a people of prayer, and then we're going to let God move and let God speak. And the thing that was the coolest to me is the pastor of the church. He's always been amazing and one of those, you know, like super, super pastors. But he had the biggest smile on his face when he was standing over the front. I was just watching him. When he went on the stage. And then he's like, I have never been more joyful in the Lord than in this season of ministry. As he's just letting God move. Letting the spirit be poured out. And church, that's what we desire. That's what we want. So let's come prayed up, ready to go. Every service, every small group, everything we do. Let's come ready to roll. And I want to encourage you. Move in and move up. Fill the front. Fill the front, and specifically the second service. I love it. Tons of people this morning so that we can fit more, and then we're going to start opening the side sections. It's going to be great as God just continues to move in our hearts and continues to, to grow his church as well. Well, the next thing, I guess, is our, uh, some things we've been talking about for over a year now, which is construction and carpet and some renovations as we are uh, over 16 years we've been in this building and there's a few things that all of a sudden we're like, we need to, we need to do some updates. Uh, I think the number one update is this maroon carpet on this stage. Pastor Dave, most things you did really well, but I'm not sure about this maroon carpet. Listen, and, it, uh, was, it was in. It was in that time. It was in at that time. He, they, he should have had a better vision, like see <laughs> into the future. But just kidding, just kidding. Our beauty, the building's amazing. We're so blessed. But, and it's time to do some renovations, to to upgrade some things around here, and specifically if you walk around the, the foyer, carpet, fraying, it's just lived its life. Even more so if you sat in those two couches out there. We haven't bought new ones yet because we're about to buy them, and we don't want them to get messed up by the construction and dust and all that stuff, so we're about to have whole new seating areas, and there's things that need replaced, and we get to do it. We get to be a part of it, and so a few things that are going to be with that are the flooring, the, the foyer area, there's going to be uh, stained concrete. That's going to be a large portion of it. There'll be carpet in certain areas, seating areas as well. The cafe is going to be removed, and then it'll be put back in a new format, which is going to let there be way more space to walk from the main foyer to the kids' way. It won't be such a bottleneck there. Uh, that's going to get updated. But there will still be coffee on Sunday morning. So no fear, even though it's getting redone, there will still be no coffee for us. There will always be coffee for you that need it. I don't like it, so I don't care. But <laughs> you that need it, it will be there for you, and uh, you can enjoy that. Um, the welcome center on the upper level, not the, the glass room is going to stay, uh, but uh, of course, but the upper level welcome center, that's going to go away, and seating areas are going to be put up there. But Yeah, there's a really 
kind of big change. A big change right in the middle of the foyer. And for parents in the room, half of you are going to be like, woo, yes. And half are like, oh, no. But the fountain has lived its life. And it has been a good life. And the fountain, thinking 15 years into the future, we don't think it would be, make sense to redo all of this and then have to figure out what to do with that in a few years. Uh, and so we feel it is time. The fountain is going to be retired. And so those that love the fountain, you have a month or so, you can just love that fountain. You can really enjoy it. You can sit and look into the weird colors. Don't look too close because it's a little rough. But, don't, but it is there, and it's going to be coming out, which is going to give us a, a, just a different feel of a foyer truly, obviously. Um, but in usefulness, there's going to be some good things. And if you're like me, the last 16 years, my kids, they grew up. The fountain is just a thing. So we're going to have to get used to that whole transition thing, yeah. used to something looking a little bit different. I think our kid, one of our children was the first one to fall in the fountain. So um, you can, in fact, if you're small enough, take a bath in it, apparently. You can. So, um, but Pastor Chris, when does all this start? So it all starts April 17th. In fact, Pastor Dave probably needs your help. So that week, there's going to be renovations, getting rid of the Welcome Center, the cafe, the fountain, some of those elements so that the flooring company can come in, so that the concrete underneath that fountain needs to be re or needs done because there's not concrete underneath of it. Uh, there's going to be a couple weeks of removing and getting ready so that May 1st, the carpet, the flooring people are going to come in. Uh, and it's all going to take place in the month of May. So the goal is by the end of May, everything is back to normal from a, you're, it's not a construction zone anymore. Then there'll be some design element projects, some walls, some lights, some different things that may happen uh, throughout the summer. But those one week you might walk in and say, oh, look, something new. But the big part is going to be from April 16th, or 17th through the end of May or so. And it's going to be fun. And I'm bummed then I'm not going to get to see that progress because I'm not going to be, we'll be on sabbatical during that time. Uh, my control freak in me is like, okay, Pastor Brian, Pastor Dave, team, it's all you, and we're going to come back, and it's just going to be done. In some ways, that's going to be nice, I guess. We don't have to do the work, but also I'd rather do it because I just love it. So that's all right. It's going to be great, though, and so you can look forward to that. Thank you for those that have already given. We've had people give to carpet. We've had people give to the couches and to the furniture. Uh, and in the same time, we would ask you to jump on board. Maybe if you want to be a part of that, you can give. Just tithe an offering. It's all going to go, and we're going to be able to make that happen. And we're thankful that God takes care through his church to keep things moving forward. Also, a revived church we mentioned in January. Uh, revived church is in the middle of a construction thing similar. They just put new carpet down, new chairs. They're working on their staging, some different areas. And we have already been able to be a part, and our goal was to give at least $25,000 to Revive Church. The whole project is like forty-five to 50000 And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe God would have us just pay for that whole thing for them. And if so, let's do it. So if God would lay on your heart here, you can give tithes and offerings. There, you can give under missions, everything extra. Uh, that is uh, like abnormal, you could say, for the next two weeks is going to go to Revive Church. And we would invite you to come be a part of what God's doing here and your faithfulness and consistency, but also there. And maybe, Pastor Rachel, some of just uh, the question of why do we do those things, up, update and bring those things into, I, I like to say in Dublin, that double, Dublin level uh, as we just keep it looking nice. Yeah, so if we look in Scripture, 1 Kings chapter 10, starting in the second half of verse 2... 
It says, and when she, which would be Queen Sheba, when she came to see the temple, that the house of the Lord that Solomon had built, says, when she came to Solomon, she told him all that was on her mind. And Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing hidden from the king that he could not explain to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, that's important that she saw his wisdom, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his officials, the attendance of his servants, their clothing, his cupbearers, and his burnt offerings that he offered at the house of the Lord. There was no more breath in her. It took her breath away. And she said to the king, the report was true that I heard in my own land of your words and of your wisdom, but I did not believe the reports until I came and my own eyes had seen it. The temple had become a place that they had put out their very best for the Lord, that they had the extravagance to make where people from around were like, we have to, like the queen had to come see it for herself because she had heard of the wisdom that he had used. Wisdom for how to steward the money, the, to steward what the Lord had given and to give extravagantly back to the Lord. That our God is a God of excellence. He want, he deserves our all. He deserves our very best. He deserves our honor. And when we take care of the things of the Lord, then he returns back to us. And so that's why. That's why we do this. Because sure, I mean, could we continue on? I mean, yeah, there's some spots on the carpet. There's some places that are being frayed. You know, you could just do some things. But we want to honor the Lord with what you have been faithful to give. When you are faithful to give to the Lord, then we want to be good stewards of that. And so we don't just use it here at Radiant Life. If you've been around for even, well, just this morning, talking about that we are giving to Revive Church, we give to missions, we give, we give as well, but we also want to use what the Lord has given to bring honor and glory to him because God deserves more every time. I love it. And I'm thankful that we don't plate things in gold. That would be expensive today. <laughs> Thankfully, that's not what it is. That's what they did in Bible times and all those things. But we want to be in a place where someone from Dublin comes and says, I want to be there. I like it. And you know what? I like that myself in our house. I like it when we get to say, I enjoy being here and just making a place where you want to be, where people want to be, and where God wants to be as we come together and let his spirit move. And so that's our prayer. We're looking forward to the construction elements that are coming, to what we get to be a part of. Uh, even as we kind of head towards our prayer time this morning, the things that are coming service-wise over the next few weeks. Uh, next week, if you can believe it, is Egg Hunt Sunday. Next week, we're going to have hundreds of kids running around. And we need your help in seeing that happen. We need your help in bringing and inviting and getting people here. Yeah. We're going to have Egg Hunt on Sunday morning. On Friday night, we're going to have our uh, Good Friday service. So we'd say a little more traditional. We're going to take... I, and I don't even know what that means, but we're going to take communion together. And we're going to close that time by praying that just like, just like what Jesus on Good Friday, it didn't seem good, Jesus just died, right? I mean, you go back, that even if people feel like, even where it looks like loved ones and lost family members, even if it looks like there's disease or cancer or something, that it seems dead, it seems bad, it seems like it's going the wrong way, that there's a Sunday morning. There's a, a, a Easter Sunday morning coming and God's going to bring healing and wholeness and life and salvation. And so we're going to pray, closing that time, that God will bring your loved ones, the lost of our community, those that need healed and restored into relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And so we would love to have you join us for Easter egg hunt for sure, but for Good Friday, 
We're going to close in prayer. It's going to be amazing. And then Easter service. We're calling it uh, the theme of God of miracles. And we are asking God to show up. It's not going to be, and we've had all different kinds of Easter services and churches, and it's not going to be just a cute service with lots of overly produced things. And sometimes we like to do that in the church world, is we we do big shows on Easter Sunday. And there's going to be choir, and that's going to be fun. It'll be a little bit different. There's going to be some of those elements. But our goal is that Easter Sunday morning, God feels completely welcome to come and be a part of what what he wants to do. And we get to be a part of what he wants to do. And we believe that's people coming, experiencing him, finding relationship with him, being healed and set free. And my prayer is that God just might heal somebody, that it's it's one of those creative miracles. It's one of those things where you can see with your eyes, no way. They came in and they couldn't walk like that. They came in and uh, who knows? That God grows a part of somebody's body back. Anybody, if you need a part of your body, come on. Let's believe he's a creative God. And we're going to believe for it. We're going to ask him. And so I want to encourage you. Would you let God show up in your life? Would you pray? Would you fast? Would you go after him? Yeah. Matthew 6, 16. It says, when you fast. It doesn't say if you decide to someday, maybe at some point. Or we like to overcomplicate things. We're called to fast. We're called to do. Joel 1.14 says, declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Summon the elders and all who live in the land of the house of the Lord your God. And cry out to the Lord. And I'm asking, could we pray? Could we fast? Could we believe that this next week that there's going to be a whole bunch of kids and families that come to know Jesus because of $2.50 worth of candy they're going to take home or whatever that, <laughs> that number is. Could we pray that Good Friday God's going to move and there's going to be a, a, a beginning in some people's lives. People are going to come to know him. Could we pray that Easter Sunday morning, could we pray there's miracles and the greatest miracle of all is someone coming into relationship with Jesus. Come, someone coming to know him and to experience him. And we need your help to invite, to get people here this Sunday, next Friday, that next Sunday. Some statistics that we found, Tom Rayner says 96 of people who do not attend church would agree to go to service if they were invited. If you have a friend, 96% would agree at some point to go to church with you. And Easter is the number one day where people come to church. They expect to be invited. They expect to be asked. And they want to go oftentimes. Many are just looking, asking for someone to invite them. And we invite you to be one of those that would say, I'm going to invite. But the stat on the other end is that only 2% of people who regularly attend church invite someone to go with them on Easter. 2%. And can I ask you this year, can we get that on the other end of that spectrum how about 2% don't invite this, this Easter season? Let's all invite somebody to church and watch as they just might say yes. And maybe you need to invite them and you need to go and say, hey, I'll pick you up. We'll go. We'll go to church and then we'll go to lunch afterwards. In fact, if you can't pay for it, I will pay for you to go to lunch if you bring somebody to church on Easter Sunday morning. I will pay, in fact, any Sunday. You go pick them up. You bring them to church. They're not in a church. They're not followers of Jesus. I'll pay for you to bring them. And to take them to lunch. Because when we bring people, when we get bold in our faith, people start seeing. People start hearing. They start understanding. Miracles start happening. And we must be a church that goes all in with Jesus. So invite. In fact, here in a few minutes, 
We're going to have, we have cards at the front, and I'm going to ask us to do something a little different. We're going to pray for people, pray for the sick, and then I'm going to ask everybody to come get a card or two or three, that God would give you a person that you can have a call to go invite them this week, to get them to an egg hunt, to get them to Easter Sunday morning, to get them to a place where they experience Jesus, and you get to start the conversation this week with them. You, maybe you lead them to the Lord before they ever make it. Come on, that would be awesome. They can come and we can celebrate. But let's be all in with Jesus and what he wants to do. And you know, when we think of God moving, a few weeks ago, we had our altar of revival service. And if you weren't here, you missed that day, we started at 9.30 and we just went one service till we were done. We almost, I think it was almost 12.30 before we had, uh, had dismissed and you know, in that time, people, people were healed and restored. People were encouraged in their walk. Uh, you know, some, just some testimonies that we saw that I think were, were really cool. One uh, lady said, my husband was moved and excited about worship and prayer, which is new to him. That is an awesome miracle. My prayer is every person in this room, whether it's normal that worship is like, woo, and you hear God, I pray every one of us would hear him, would know him would experience him. We got to pray for our students. And uh, John, uh, uh, he was like, hey, we need to pray for our kids. So we prayed for them and then had them join our prayer team just in the moment. And our prayer team's got to uh, walk with somebody just kind of rededicating fully on fire for Jesus and then went and got, bapti or got baptized in water, not planning on it. You know, 10 minutes later, that, that sounds awfully Bible-like. Like someone saying, I'm all in. I want everything God has. And then I'm going to go be baptized. Uh, Troy, that so often is on the front row, he, he came and he wasn't planning on anything except just letting God move. And he decided, I need to be baptized. I need to tell the world I've given everything. And then about 10 minutes later, he was then baptized in the Holy Spirit while in his wet clothes from being baptized. Like that, and we weren't even praying for the Holy Spirit. God <laughs> moves and he shows up. Yeah. There's nothing better than that. And there's a whole bunch more I could read, a whole bunch more that we will, as time goes on, just talk about. But church, God is moving. He's yeah. showing up. Yeah. And we desire the best things of him. We desire all that he has, all that he wants to do. We want and need him. And my prayer is that as a church, that we as a church would be there. This is your first time with us. I'm so thankful you're here. We just want more of Jesus. If you want to know what we want, that's all we want. We want more of Jesus. And we believe when we cry out, he simply is going to move because he's already here. He's everywhere. He's right here in our midst. And church, let's not come and let's not do our thing and let's not, you know, uh, just be a part. No, let's come be a part of what he's doing. And I want to encourage you, come earlier than you normally come to church. You come 15 minutes early, come 20 minutes early. If you come at time, come five or ten minutes early. If you come maybe in the first, second song, I want to encourage you, show up a little earlier. Let's come with expectation. We were at that prayer meeting, and there were, I bet there were 2,000 of the 3,000 people that were there in the room ten minutes before because they knew that they were going to start just some worship music, and there were people at the altar before anybody invited anybody to the altar. What happens when we come hungry for what God is doing? And not only at church, but we live that way. When we're in our cars and when we're at home, let's get personally on fire for what God has. And watch what he will do. And watch what he'll do corporately as we say yes to him. And something John Lindell said on, on that Wednesday night, 
Like we're not all gonna arrive at the journey at the same place. We're not all at the same speed. And if you say, I'm, I'm kind of nervous about some of this. I, I'm not sure what happens when God shows up. Or maybe you even say, I've seen people do weird things. I have decided in my heart, I would much, much, much rather have some weird things periodically, which I'm not a big fan of weird things either, but I would much rather have some weird things than no things. I'd much rather have some weird things than us kind of put God in a box and make him kind of sit in a corner sort of a deal. And I know in my natural, it's easy. I think most of us, it's easy to say, this is who God is in my life. And it's like a book we pull out, like one of many. No, that's not what God's asking for us. He wants it all. He wants control of a service, which is the lowest level, I believe. But he wants control of your heart, of your life. He wants control of your car ride, of what you listen to and what you watch. He wants control of every element. And when we give him that control, we begin to hear him because he's been speaking, but we get, begin to hear him speaking. And we all of a sudden know who to pray for. We know what to pray for. We know who to talk to. We know who to be, to, to uh, encourage and to build up. Church, that's what we want. We desire him. We desire him to move. Yeah, do we want to move of God? Or do we not? That's really the question. Do we want to sit here on Sunday mornings and just get something for ourselves? Or do we want to see God do something that only he can do? Second Corinthians 3 and verses 16 through 18, we kind of see just example of what happens. How do we see God move? It says, but when one, or sorry, yeah, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. When we put our attention to Jesus, that's the veil being removed. It says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When we shift our attention to Jesus and it's all about him, that's where freedom happens when we let God be the center. And it goes on to say, and we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So when we put our attention to Jesus and remove the veil, when we say it's all about Jesus, freedom happens because we've made God the center. And when that happens, then we behold the glory of the Lord. When we behold the Lord, it changes us. It changes us into his image. It changes us to be more like him. And when we take time to shift our attention to the Lord, that's when things happen. That's when change happens in your life. The thing that you're praying for God to do something is when we shift our attention to him. When to see people come to know him, when we wanna see our neighbors and our family and the people around us come to know him. When we want boldness to be able to speak of his goodness, it's when we shift our attention to him and we behold him, that we walk in freedom of his spirit, in his spirit, and he changes us. And so this morning, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a few minutes and we're gonna shift our attention to Jesus. Because over this Easter season, over our next altar of revival service, throughout the summer, we wanna see the spirit of God move and we wanna see him change you to change us to change this church and to change the world. And it can start with you and it starts by us saying, Jesus, we just want you. And so this, this morning, if you would, if you can, if we could just stand all over this room, 
we're going to turn this place into an altar. And in fact, I believe there's people that you need to come to the front. And if you're looking for God to heal, we're going to pray in a few minutes. And we're going to bring everybody that wants to see a miracle. We're going to come together. And we're going to then join around them. But even before, maybe our prayer team, those of you who say, hey, I want to just kind of prime the pump of what God's doing. I want to invite you to come. Find a place at an altar. Find a place of worship. And we're going to sing praise to God, but not in song. We might finish there. But we're going to just lift our voices to him. We're going to proclaim who he is. In fact, the team's going to start just singing. And would you join? Would you give your own words of glory and honor to God? I'm going to pray. And while I do, let's worship him. Let's lift it up. We're just going to sing and take five or ten minutes to sit in his presence presence, then we're going to pray. And we know that God heals. He restores. He makes new. But we have to get our hearts in a place where we say, Lord, I, I believe it. Lord, my faith, it's rising. And that's what we're asking today. So Lord, we ask you, Jesus, would you pour your spirit out in this house? Lord, would you pour your spirit out in this house? We desire you, God. We desire you, God. Lord, we want to see these altars as a place, not not just of a piece of wood, Lord Jesus, but that our hearts are constantly laid down before you. We give you every part of who we are. Jesus, this morning, would you let our faith arise? And Lord, there's dreams and there's visions and there's new staff members and there's there's construction and there's things in, in our lives that could be the same. We could throw out things that are different or changing or things we don't know what it's going to look like. But God... When you are in control, we don't have to worry about all the details. We get to worry about saying yes to you, worshiping you, praising you, glorifying you. So, Lord, that's what we do today is we give you our lives more fully than before, Lord. Everything, we give you everything, God. Would you draw us to yourself? Lord, would you let our faith arise? Would you let our faith arise as we worship, as we praise, as we give glory? Let our faith arise. You are so, so good. Let's just begin to lift your voice up. Begin to lift your voice up this morning, church. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, we 
as we continue to worship if you say I need healing in my body or there's a family member or somebody that I want to see God heal then I'm going to ask you to be the first movers today and would you come and just stand right here Pastor Dave if you want to come help organize that as they come and then I want to invite you come and join us and you might say it's not that big a deal I don't care if it's a super small thing in your eyes do you need God in your life or in a family member. I don't care if you've prayed a hundred times or if this is your first time. Would you come and we're gonna pray and believe that God is going to heal and restore and set free, that he's gonna heal your body. That he's gonna set your body free today. And everybody else, you have to have your, your, uh, your faith arise in the house because I'm gonna ask you to be bold as well. And we're gonna give them time. I wanna be sure everybody gets down here because then we're gonna have them uh, another level happen. Come on, this is good. Anybody else? You need God to touch you. Do you have cancer? Do you have back pain? Do you need something replaced, but you'd prefer God replace it rather than a doctor? I don't know. Come on. Come on. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, could we just start praying for these? Could you raise your hand out to them? Pastor Dave's anointing them with oil here in a minute. We'll go to step two. Lord, we thank you. Even now, before we come and circle them, God, we ask for faith to arise in this place. We ask faith to arise, Lord Jesus. We don't only do this, Lord, just because, but we do it because your word says, Lord Jesus, by your stripes, we are healed. By your stripes, we're set free. By your stripes, our family members will receive you. Lord Jesus, by your stripes, you've done it. You've already won the victory. So Lord, we glorify you, we praise you, we worship you today. We worship you today. You're so good. You're so good in this house, Jesus. You're so good. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You're so good. We worship you. We worship you, Jesus. Come on, our God is good. Okay, now I'm gonna ask you that are at the front to do something a little different. I'm gonna ask you to like come and just group up right here. So almost like a blob, because we are all gonna come and we're gonna pray around you. So we're gonna move. So come on, press in right here, make a blob. If you weren't anointed yet, then give uh, dad a wave. We want everyone to be, there we go. Yep, if you're on the side, scoot in. Over here, scoot in. Right here, if you are looking for healing for you or someone in your family, jump right in in this blob. Now everybody else, this is what I wanna ask you to do. Everybody in the house, I believe, has someone we need to bring to church. We need to invite. We have cards up here. And I want to ask you, would you come and would you grab one of these cards in faith, praying for a name? And as you do, would you grab a card and then would you make, we're just going to make a blob of people here, of faith that's coming together to believe. And we're going to ask God to heal and restore and make new that cancer and family members, strokes and family members, it's gonna go in the name of Jesus. That whatever we're believing and we're asking for, that it's gonna happen in the name of Jesus and through his power. So I'm gonna ask you, would you begin now to make your way to the front? Would you join us? Grab a card if you would like to. You can grab them on the way out, but that person you're gonna pray for. And we, can we let our faith arise today? Can we let our faith arise today? Let's Lay our hands on these that are on the outside. Let's lay our hands on them. And we're going to ask God to supernaturally move, to supernaturally show up.
We can't do it, but he can. So Lord, this morning, God, we ask you for your word to become real and to become active and to become powerful. Lord, we ask you that each one of these who says, I want to believe and have faith for a healing, God, Lord Jesus, that you would do it that you would do it. Release a gift of faith in those that are praying and in those that are believing for it in their own body. Release a gift of faith in them, Lord Jesus, in a special, in a powerful, in a supernatural way today, God. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Heal, restore, make new. If you're coming to pray, press in over it. Press on in. Press on in. Let's, let's, let's ask God. Even while we do, testimonies are so important. While we continue to pray, what does God do in you? In 2014, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. I went through treatment, and a year later, the cancer came back. I went through treatment, and they said it was an aggressive cancer, and with that type of cancer, it would come back in probably six to nine months. That was to the end of 2016. It's 2023. And I'm cancer-free, and it's because of God. He is a healing, miracle-working God, yes. and He can do that. I don't know what's going on with everybody in their bodies today, but He can do it. He did it for me, and I'm standing here as living proof. Come on. Come on. He is. He can. He will. So let's ratchet it back up. Lord, we thank you, God, for your goodness. We ask you to move one more time. Lord, we need you. We ask you, Lord, that you would pour your spirit out. Lord, what doctors say can't be done, what doctors say they don't know, or what doctors say it's going to take years. Lord, we pray for healing and wholeness. Lord, cancer would have to be burnt out, Lord. It is not of you. Lord, you said to pray on earth as it is in heaven, and Lord, there is no cancer in heaven. So Lord, as we pray that earth would mirror heaven, then cancer has to go. Back pain has to go. Knee pain has to go. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray that it would be gone wholeness and healing for every level that is not as it should be, for every uh, uh, word that could be spoken or has been spoken over us, God, of a medical way. Lord, we pray it would be gone in the name of Jesus, and then that you would give us wisdom to walk that out, to live that out, and to do it in the way that you've called. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Lord Jesus, we thank you. By your stripes, we're healed. By your stripes, we're whole. By your stripes, we're set free. By your stripes, we're delivered. Lord, and we pray for those today, Lord, that they have lost loved ones, family members, friends, people that they care about. Lord, we ask that even this Easter, Lord, we'd see them in this church, or maybe they're not here in this location, then we'd see them in a church, God, because you've spoken and your people have been bold to invite. Your people have been bold to share. And then, Lord, that they would find you and they would know you and they would experience you, God. Lord, we have so many things in our lives, but don't let it distract us from keeping our eyes on you and your spirit and what you're doing, God. Lord, we're thankful. Lord, we're thankful. We need you. We need you, God. Let's keep worshiping. We're going to sing one song in the name of Jesus, and we're speaking Jesus over every need in the house today. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. our God is good. He's good. And we are just getting rolling. God is just getting rolling. Come expecting. Come expecting God. And not only on Sundays, but go to work expecting. 
Go everywhere you go expecting that God is going to move in you and through you and speak to you and then speak through you to somebody else because he's doing it. He's doing it. Let's turn our eyes to him. Be in the word of God. His word changes everything. Let the word be your center. Let it be everything in your life. This week, I want to encourage you, if you just pray, continue to ask him. Maybe you felt something. Maybe you're like, I don't know. Continue. Lord Jesus, I'm walking in belief. You've got me. You're holding me. You're lifting me up. Emily, your mom, your dad gave a, a, a testimony of your mom. She had a crazy heart attack, like 0% chance to live, but she did. And there's no way you're going to tell me it's not God. Like, amazing. How awesome that your mom's with us and, and recovering. God continues to move, and let's walk in him. So I want to encourage you. We prayed. We've asked him. Let's walk in faith. And I want all of us in the house, you can help get people here for Easter and for egg hunt. You can do really simple things like go on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, share, share the event. You can even do more than that. You can click and invite your friends directly to the event. Now it's almost like a personal invite. Do it as many as you can. Let's let people be sure they know. But then take cards. You have kids, have your kids invited at school, wherever they go, invite people individually. Hey, I want to come pick you up. Would you meet me at church? We'll go out to eat after, whatever it is, for egg hunt, for, for Easter Sunday morning. Can we believe that God is going to show up in a powerful way? And if we do, I pray we don't want to keep it for ourselves, but we want everybody, everyone to know. Bring people that need healing. Bring people that need God. Bring people that don't have a relationship with Him. And this just might be the Easter where they give their life to it. Bring people that go to church once a year on Easter and we're believing not anymore. You can't experience Jesus at a certain level and say, I'll wait till next year. No, no, that's not gonna be. But then they're gonna come, get plugged in. So thank you for worshiping. Take cards, there's some up here there as you exit today. Invite, share, bring, call people, text people, get people into the house of the Lord. And let's let our faith, our expectancy rise every time we come together in the word of God. So Lord, one more, we just thank you. Bless these people, strengthen them, build them up in you, and let us be your hands and feet this week. And Lord, testimonies of what you've done. Lord, we pray pain would be gone, all of those things, Lord Jesus. And we're going to walk in faith, even if we're not sure. We don't know. Lord, we're going to walk in faith. You've touched. You are touching. You are healing. You are restoring. Our lost loved ones will and are coming to know you. Lord, you're just beginning. You're just doing we thank you for. Bless each one today, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, this week, Radiant Life, be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. We love you so much. Have a great week.